Hello, I'm Erica LaCasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Podcast. Today, the title of the podcast is called Show Me Your Ways. Stick around for some hope healing and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Mama podcast. Today is the 13th of February, 2023, and the Torah portion for this week is called Mishpatim. You can find that in Exodus chapter 21, verses 1 to chapter 24, verse 18. The half Torah portion is Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 25 to 26, and chapter 34, verse 8 to 22. So you actually have a double half Torah portion this week. The Brit Hadashah is Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 through 11. Really good Torah portion, like I say every single week. And I read somewhere it was about 10% of the commands are in this particular Torah portion. So kind of interesting to read all of them. Some of them are almost almost like basically one-liners. So very interesting because you're almost like, where in the world... Like, how does this, like, work with everything else that was just talked about? But it all is very, very intriguing to read. I wanted to talk about Adonai and how, as believers, we do ask, at least I hope we do, I know that I I do try to ask him on a daily basis to show me your ways. And I was thinking about it as, thankfully, I'm, I'm praising the Lord right now in our own home. You know, we've been dealing with renovations on and off for like six months or something crazy, but for a lot of it was more off than on because our contractor was stuck at another job and then he lost some of the people he was working with. And so we had to wait for him to be able to be available. And thankfully he started, uh, he became available last week and our schedules worked out where we'd be home. So he and um, another gentleman came and started work last week and they'll be here again today and painting, priming, and getting our cabinets ready to be painted because it's a lot cheaper than replacing cabinets. So we have been going through the process of going through all of our kitchen cabinets. And we actually have a very large kitchen. Like it's not a galley kitchen. It's not like a tiny kitchen. It's, it's, we have a ridiculous amount of counter space, like probably at least 12 foot of counter space on one side, which means we also have cabinet space underneath that. And because of that, and because I spent a lot of time in the kitchen, because a lot of the things that we have to eat are made from scratch because of my um, dietary restrictions, we have a lot of kitchen gadgets. And the reality is we don't need probably half of them. So my goal has been this entire time to minimize what's actually not needed in the kitchen. And as I was standing there feeling pretty overwhelmed in my kitchen, thinking about what I needed to get rid of, what was basically just junk we need to get rid of. We can't even give to people because it's so decrepit and we've had it for almost 20 years versus like some things I'm like, these are really nice items. We never use them. We should give it to somebody in need or try to sell them. But the reality is we're probably going to just simply give them to somebody in need And hopefully I can find somebody in need because we've got some really nice kitchen gadgets to give them. But that being said, I'm I'm standing there in my kitchen in the middle of it. I'm thinking, man, I'm so glad that God doesn't have these kind of moments where he's 
standing in the midst of our lives and our chaos and thinking, hmm, I wonder what it is that they need, they should be getting rid of. He knows, he knows what things in our own lives we need to purge ourselves from, right? Like there are certain habits, characteristics, traditions that are not necessary in our everyday lives that if we were truly honest with ourselves and said, you know, Ruach HaKodesh, Holy Spirit, please lead me, guide me, show me, show me your ways, Father, show me what it is in my life that I need to get rid of. He wouldn't be like, well, hold on a minute, let me think about it. He'd be like, all right, this, 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 and this. The problem is a lot of times we don't really want to hear it. And I'm thinking about how hard it is for even talking to myself, telling myself, okay, Erica, you really don't need that. You have, you know, five, whatever it is, I don't know, spatulas or that not really good example because we actually use all the spatulas we have. However, you know, these, these stainless steel pots and pans, you never use them. Why do you have them? Just because. And really, they just take up space in our cabinets. And then there's no room for the stuff we actually need. And they're always in the way. So it's been really good. But it's also a painful process. Just like it is in our normal lives, right? Like in our emotional, mental, spiritual lives. When we are choosing to die to ourself and our sinful nature. And saying, all right, Lord, like I know that I need to stop watching this thing on TV because I know that it it's not your heart and it's not what you have for me. I know that this is a movie that I really want to watch, but there's more swear words and blasphemies than there is any other language in the script. And so I know that this is not something I need to be watching. Help me to purge these things that I enjoy watching and find some other constructive avenue so that I can continue to glorify you, but also be able to have some downtime at the same time. Because I think it's good to have restful periods. Um, for my husband and I, I will say, like, we do like to watch a couple t- TV shows before we go to bed. Just to, to unwind and to get ourselves ready to go to sleep. We don't always, but a lot of times we do that. And I will tell you this. I'm, this is not a sponsored or paid sponsor at all. Um, a friend of ours actually encouraged us to try this. We had tried it a few years ago and it really didn't work because it was a brand new service, but we tr- we're trying it again. It's called VidAngel. And because we have a Roku and uh, not smart TV, it actually makes it a little bit more complicated, but you can actually do it via your phone and it's a whole thing. But anyways, VidAngel is a company that actually you can go in with a movie or a TV show and it, it will literally block certain things. So if there's a, a scene of somebody wearing clothes or lack of clothing, you can X that out and say, I don't want to see that. And so they'll block that. They'll block the language. They'll block the, um, the innuendos. They'll block up to uh, quite a few things. And so I've been testing it out. I don't know if any of you ever watched Downton Abbey, which I honestly think is a fantastic show. I will tell you the first episode is absolutely horrific. Because there is a scene with two men. And I'm not really going to get into more of that in case there are little ears listening. However, with VidAngel, I can literally nix that. 
So I don't have to be trying to fast forward it, worry about it, mess with it. It's just not there. And it's like it never existed. And I think that that's a really wonderful thing. Kind of a side tangent. I get that. But I think that's kind of the point too. It's like, you know, we, that's almost like what God's trying to do in our own lives, right? He's trying to get rid of all the, the nonsense out of our own lives so that we can focus on the good stuff. And I know some people listening might be like, well, I think TV is, you know, evil and blah, 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 blah. And you know what? I think it's the same thing as the internet, right? There are some positives and there are some negatives to it. And you have to make a decision on what you want to allow yourself to watch and your family watch. And if we truly are seeking for Adonai to show his face and show us his ways in all things, we have to be open to that. We have to be open to the Ruach HaKodesh speaking into our lives, even about tiny things like a TV show. And that's kind of my point. Um, I did want to read to you some form of scripture because I think it's always good to go back to scripture because you could say all sorts of wonderful and good things and say, oh, well, Yeshua said that Yeshua said that. Okay. Well, like, give me some scripture to back that up. So I'm going to go do Psalms 25, which is a fantastic Psalm as most of them are, but this is Psalm 25, the, the tree of life version, the, the title of it in the tree of life version is teach me your paths, right? So basically exactly what we're talking about. And I'm just going to read to you Uh, Chapter 25, verses 4 to 6, it says, Show me your ways, Adonai. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God, my salvation. For you, I wait all day. Remember, Adonai, your compassions and your mercies, for they are from eternity. And, of course, this reminds me of a song that we used to sing back in the day which was called, I believe, show me your ways that I might walk with you. The cry of my heart is to know you more, to live with the touch of your hand stronger each day. Lord, show me your way. And I think that that's really what I've been trying to focus on this past week. Once again, I I did not have a great week, uh, physically speaking and mentally as well. I don't know. You know, we all have struggles in our lives, right? Could be with our jobs, could be with our our finances could be with our home life, could be with our marriage, could be with our children. It could be all of the above. And with each extra one, you feel those burdens piling on you. And that's really not Adonai's heart for his people. He wants us to go to him and to leave our burdens with him and then let go of those burdens and move on. That's another form of, of choosing to allow Adonai into our lives, letting go of all the things we want to hold on to. Because I, I don't know about you, but I want to be able to be known by my fruit. Matthew 12, 33, either make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree rotten and its fruit rotten for the tree is known by its fruit. There's a lot of comparisons with um, fruit trees in the Bible, but it does. It, it's, it's so important for us because if we are not choosing to follow Adonai in his ways, our fruit is pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious to everyone else around us what kind of fruit that we are showing. I was 
really blessed and it's kind of crazy. We had a woman in our congregation this past week who needed help with um, moving some items from her mother's house. And she actually offered to pay my children to come up and help her. She's about an hour away. And of course, they jumped at the chance because they're always looking to make some form of money because the um, commission they make at home is not very much. And some of them are not quite old enough to get a job or at least not around here. They're not interested in hiring them. So I was so blessed because when they came home, they all were in a good mood. They were not saying anything negative about the entire experience. But I think what blessed me even more was getting a phone call from that woman and telling me how delightful my children were. And for all you moms out there, you know what a blessing that is and how few and far between you get those kind of comments about your children. And for me, especially from people from our congregation, because the people in our congregation don't see my children. They don't see my children except every Saturday. They only see them in one aspect of their life. And because they tend to not want to necessarily be part of the services for other reasons I'd rather not even get to on here. Um, it was just really nice for me to hear from somebody from our congregation that they actually enjoyed my children's company, that they were polite, that they were kind, that they wanted to, you know, help as much as they possibly could. And to me, it was like, all right, Lord, like, I'm not a total screw up as a parent just because of that one comment from this one person. Right. And that may sound crazy to some people, but so often when we're walking through our lives, we're never sure if we're making a difference or if we're maybe doing what we should be doing with our children or with our own lives. And so when you get those kind of little confirmations or, you know, what do they call them? God winks. It's just so uplifting and so encouraging to know, okay, no, you're not perfect, but you did good in this area. You did okay today. Today, you, you know, your fruit was showing. And for moms, guess what? Or, or even dads, guess what some of your fruit is? Your children. So I'm not saying that if your children are absolutely rotten, it means that that's your fault because children have their own choices on which way they want to go as well. But I will say that it's, uh, it sure is nice to know that you haven't totally messed up your children all the time. For me, uh, this past week, I've just had so many different examples and I'm sure that you can look back in your own life and think of just examples of God trying to show you something maybe in your own life that he's saying, Hey, I think you should focus more on this instead of that. Or, hey, maybe you should spend a little less time on social media and a little more time in, in my word. Or talking to me. Or listening to music that glorifies me. Because, I, you know, it's that saying where you are what you eat is so true. But it's not even just physically in your body. It's also spiritually and mentally and emotionally. So if all you're doing is obsessing over what everybody is doing on... I don't know, in the world, like if you're just obsessed with watching the news, that is not going to make you a super happy person because the media is out there to 
get ratings and they get ratings by posting more negative than positive. Typically, it's just the reality of it. It's just the, you know, the way that it is. So you kind of like this past week, a lot of people were talking about the Grammys and obsessing over the Grammys. And, you know, it was, it was crazy because I'm listening to the people talking about these different things. And I'm thinking, man, maybe even a few years ago, I'd know who in the world you're talking about, but I have no idea who you're talking about at this point when it comes to the people at the Grammys. Um, and I think that that's a good thing because I stopped watching shows like the Grammys and the Oscars and things like that, because why they have, they don't matter. I mean, I guess is there's some inter- entertainment value. You might want to see what people are wearing and you know, the different songs that are in, you know, super popular now, but the reality is I don't need to hear that kind of stuff because most of the number one music videos are there for the shock and awe, right? Kind of, they're talking about the whole thing that it was a satanic ritual. And based on the clips I saw, they probably are, are absolutely true. But to me, it's also not that big of a shock. And for me, it's like, look, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and I'm not going to purchase songs from them. I'm not going to listen to them on my iTunes or my Spotify. I'm not going to watch these people's movies or whatever, because I, why, why would I want to let them, the media think that that's something I'm actually interested in? And I think that that's really a hard struggle for us. I will say, um, this past week, I actually was listening to a podcast, by the way, really great podcast with four rabbis on it. I can't remember if I mentioned it before. It's called Messy Antics. Great name for a podcast. I absolutely love it. I've met two out of four of the rabbis. In fact, my husband is actually uh, pretty good friends with one of them. And we've actually had lunch with another one of them. And it's, it's really cool to listen to their perspective on questions that they get from people in the Messianic movement. And it's not that I necessarily agree with everything they have to say, but I was listening this past week. I try to listen to a couple a week and they were actually talking about the, the TV show, The Chosen. I'm going to shock you all and let you know, I have not actually watched The Chosen. I've seen, I think, two episodes. And I think that's as far as we got into it. I just, I was really struggling with getting through with it. I just, I don't feel the the need or the urge to watch it. I think I have a tendency to be too, I'm not saying it's bad. I Absolutely, I'm like, look, look, this is a lot better to watch this than a lot of other things that are out there. But for me, I have a really hard time even when it comes to books, I do not read fictional history based books. If that makes sense. So like a book about so-and-so during the times of the Romans, because I will start thinking that some of what I'm reading is actually accurate. And this is what actually happened, which depending on the writer may or may not be true. I'm not saying the chosen is fictional because a lot of it is very true. And of course they have to take creative license with it, but I also try my best not to become obsessed with things like that. I've met people who have watched the chosen and think it is the best thing since the Bible. And I'm not saying it's not, but I'm not saying it is either. I think that I'd like to stick with the Bible as best as I possibly can. I want him to show me his ways I like that people do choose to do creative license and are trying their best to stick to the story. Cause based on what I've, I've been told and what I've heard of the chosen, they try really hard to stick to the biblical truths. They do have some creative license in between there because there are times when they're walking from 
one place to another and you're talking like, I don't know, 10 miles. So of course there's going to be some dialect in there that we don't hear about. And I liked what they had to say on the Messianics where he talked about, um, one of the rabbis said, you know, they don't ever talk about the Bible, uh, Yeshua using the restroom, but I'm pretty sure he did. Of course they didn't put that in there. Right. My point is this, just to use discernment, ask the Ruach HaKodesh to show you where each and every one of our lives, what we can do to become closer to Adonai, to Yeshua, to glorify him, and to also just be careful what we watch and what we listen to and what we say, what we're surrounding ourselves with, right? Because it's really hard to listen to that still small voice of Adonai if we're so busy listening to what the rest of the world has to say. Now, as I do every single week, I leave you with the ironic benediction. And it is the ironic benediction, not the ironic or idiot benediction. I've, I've heard people think that that's what uh, was said there. It's like, no, it's the ironic benediction, a.k.a. Aaron. You can find this in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26. Yivareka Kadonai Vaishmareka Yaherodonai Panavaleka Vehuneka Yisadonai Panavaleka Vehosimeka Shalom. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Bashem Yeshua, Sashalom, in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. May you all have a fantastic week, and hopefully you'll tune in again next week. Shavua Tov. Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com, or you can email me at ELMMM3 at ProtonMail.com. That's E as in echo. L as in lemur, M as in Mike, M as in Mike, M as in Mike, the number three at protonmail.com. Also feel free to leave me a one minute voicemail message at anchor.fm forward slash Erica LaCasse. There's a button on my Anchor website that says leave a voicemail. Thank you so much. And remember to leave all messages short and sweet and to the point. And I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you.